Welcome to Mudflap and Palmer Were Forced to Do a Podcast, a weekly bonus bit of the Mudflap and Palmer Show, starring Mudflap and Palmer. Reach out to us on Facebook or email mudflapandpalmer at gmail.com. Now, against their will and most people's wishes, here are Mudflap and Palmer. Well, hey, y'all, and welcome to episode number eight of Mudflap and Palmer We're Forced to Do a Podcast. Mm -hmm. I am Palmer. I am Mudflap, and we uh, really appreciate you guys being here. And actually, we're a little late with the podcast today. I got a message on Facebook. Somebody said, it's Friday. No podcast? Well, (laughs) we were a little late. We had some stuff that we had to handle, but uh, we are recording it now on Friday morning after Friday's show. And uh, hopefully this will be up uh, almost as soon as we finish recording it. But i got a couple things to talk about. Well, First, if they're hearing it, it's up. Good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll take that out in editing. Okay. <laughs> Which means, no, we won't. Uh, <laughs> We're going to leave that one right in there. Uh, a couple things I want to talk about real quick. There's nothing that I think is going on here that uh, caught our attention this week. But one thing, two things did catch my attention. One Last night was round one of the NFL draft. We don't often get a chance to talk about sports on the show, but it's a podcast. We can do what the hell we want. Wow, look at you. Yeah, look at me. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. I said hell. I know you did. That's right. I know. Step back, sir. (laughs) You're such a bad boy. I'm going to unleash the Kraken. Are you? (laughs) Keep that bottled up over there. (laughs) But we both watched the NFL draft round one last night. Uh, and we were texting a little bit back and forth. You're a Vikings fan. I'm a Giants fan. But uh, there's a couple things about the draft, maybe not necessarily about the draft picks and where they went, but just about the pageantry that Vegas brings for the draft. Last night. Well, it was the first time it was ever held on the West Coast. Right. Which was weird because during the draft, it's normally dark or whatever, mm-hmm. and it, it was like full full-blown sunshine, and then you had the sunset towards the end of the uh, draft. So that was just weird. couple things about the draft, and I do like the draft in general. I like uh, the not knowing who's going to go, and I like the fact that even though they do these mock drafts leading up to it, that there's always surprises. And last night was full of surprises. Yeah, a lot, lot of big trades. Big trades. And it was just chaos after about pick 10. All right, and so the, and the cool thing about this is since we get up in the morning, we're watching, and, and both of our teams – uh, I'm a Giants fan. He's a Vikings fan. Uh, both of our teams were dra- uh, drafting in the middle of the first round. So we figured, okay, we can watch, get get the key information we need, and then go off to bed. Well, mm. my team drafted, I think it was fifth and seventh. Yes. And uh, the Giants, and, and, and I was very, very pleased with who they drafted. I thought they've got two very good, uh, very talented players. So that's exciting. And then we were waiting for draft position number 12, which is where the Vikings were first drafting. And... Lo and behold, they announce that there's a trade, and the next thing you know, Ed Palmer has a late night. Yeah, they went from 12 and dropped 20 spots. They were the. <laughs> it was like they were the Super Bowl winners. All right, that's the only way that the Vikings are ever going to pick 32 if they trade back. Now the thing here is, how much time is on the clock for each draft? Is it's it, 10 minutes. It's 10 minutes. So, and really for the first 10 picks. They were cruising through it. And they needed to, and, to be perfectly honest, to get you to you know pick number 32. They needed to be cruising through. Well, it stopped after about 10 because <laughs> you had all these kinds of crazy trades. It was getting wild. And, and teams were taking their times and taking phone calls and everything else like that. So what I thought was probably about a 9.30, 9.45 bedtime, 
Oh, no, no, no. That was ended up being midnight. See, the whole draft started at 8 o'clock, and if each team used their allotted 10 minutes, that means six draft picks per hour, mm-hmm. okay? Which would have got you at, at 10 o'clock yeah. at the latest Something like if that. everybody took their time. Not so much. Not so much. I was so disheartened. You were dropped 20 spots. I so don't understand that that whole <laughs> just go ahead and fall back. They, they end up choosing a safety, which at 12, there was the best safety on the board. And, and they said, no, no, we don't want any part of that. And, and that's confusing. the life of a Minnesota Viking fan. Uh, and it, I, I just laughed. The minute the announcement for the trade came in and they knew that, that the Vikings were moving back in the draft order, I just laughed because I knew. Because I was staying up to a certain extent for the Giants' first two picks. Mm-hmm. And I knew that you were staying. I was like, okay, 12, that takes us after 9, then it's almost bedtime. Um, and, and yeah, when I heard that, I just laughed out loud. I thought about texting you about it. I was going to stay up regardless <laughs> because I always watch the complete round one. That was um, long. It was and long. yeah, I'm struggling today. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. You know, four and a half hours worth of sleep just isn't going to cut it because of course I stayed up afterwards and watched the Minnesota Viking press conference sure. with the GM and the coach and why they tra- traded back. And- so his Friday night bedtime is going to be earlier than usual. Probably. Probably not. No, oh, that's watch- right. You got the two rounds of the draft tonight. You'll R- watch round two and three. <laughs> couple things about the draft outside of the draft picks and the maneuvering and stuff like that. First of all, I don't know if they have to pay for it or not, but but it was kind of embarrassing to have this huge event. Corporate sponsors. The NFL is a multi-billion dollar corporation. And every time they're walking these players up, they get drafted or whatever, they're playing these songs, like walk-up music, but they're bad cover versions of the song. Well, they always have a band. Um, is that what it was? Yeah. Well, if you look to where the commissioner was standing in the stage itself, <gasps> if you look to the right, there was there's always a band there because there's so much downtime during right. in between the picks, and you have literally there was a hundred thousand people there last night, mm-hmm. you know, watching the draft. So they've got to have something there to um, basically, you know, appease I, them. I don't throughout. need the Ramada Lounge Band playing uh, Rick Astley as I walk up to the stage to. You know, hold my jersey. No, I wasn't hating that. I was. I was like, come on, it, it, it doesn't cost you anything to actually play the real music through loudspeaker. Now they were doing that because they uh, at one point cut to the crowd and they were doing "Sweet Caroline." There was Bon Jovi. Oh, they Jovi. did that like ten times. There was also um, who was it? The Killers and Mr. Brightside. They did a. Uh, uh, Paradise was it Paradise Sweet Child of Mine? That's what it yeah. was by Guns N' Roses. Yeah, so they were pumping some stuff. I was really hoping at the very beginning of the draft when they opened the draft, they brought Ice Cube on stage. Oh, I thought something was going to go down. And I thought that was great. So I thought, okay, yeah, he's a huge Raiders fan. It sure. makes sense that he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really hoping at some point he was just going to, you know, bust into do a performance. Yeah, something. I'm a, I'm an Ice Cube fan. I admit it was a good day. You know, and, right and. I don't know if that was. What, do you think that was arranged? Oh, 100% it was arranged. Oh, then why not arrange a little, a little bit of a performance? Well, maybe? they had an after concert um, performance from, and you had to log in through the NFL website to mm-hmm. see it, but it was with Weezer. Oh, and so oh, I wish I'd known that. I like Weezer. They had talked about it a couple times during the broadcast, but they talked about it so quick. If you weren't paying attention, you missed it. Because it was this convoluted website that you know NFL.com slash backstage pass or something like that. And then you could have watched the Weezer concert afterwards. But. Well, the when Roger Goodell pointed out that Ice Cube was in like the front row, and I'm like, oh, okay. And you know, I legitimately thought maybe 
he just like recognized him. But if it was planned, if it was planned, and you say that it was, yeah, then I, I, come on, he's, Ice Cube, pick up the mic, man. Do mon- a little. Do he's a, little a something. monster Raider fan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, from way back. And, in the and day. when they brought him on stage, Derek Carr was there. Marcus Allen mm-hmm. was there as well. So it, it just all kind of made sense. Of course, and Ice Cube, I don't care how big of a star he is, you got to think that was pretty cool for him. Yeah. To be up there with those players. That would have been cool for me. A couple other things about the draft. Okay, we talked about the music, and I had forgotten that Ice Cube had come up, and, and that was cool because I am a fan. Um, don't need, and you watched on a different channel than I did. I watched ESPN. You watched on the NFL Network. Yes, I did. Okay. Because I think their coverage is so much better. Okay, and I would tend to agree with that. I, I did not... I'm not a Mel Kiper fan. Kiper's uh, always wrong. But they 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 shoved him to the side. He wasn't there. He was like mm-hmm. remotely. Right. Right? So they would occasionally go to him. But the guys that were actually there, Greeny kept his mouth shut, uh, and uh, Booger McFarland and the other guy, whose name I forget, uh, were really good. I didn't have a problem with that. What I did have a problem was every time you had a draft pick for a team, and I know they do this, but there's these guys that are – us. They're middle-aged white guys. They're there. They got a beer in their hand and they're going, woo! Like any of this has any bearing on them whatsoever. And it's embarrassing. <laughs> and, and, and then if you had like the Giants who had two draft picks like 10 minutes apart, they went back to the same people and they had to yell again and do whatever, whatever, they whatever. Did the, they did the same thing on the NFL it's Network. It's just embarrassing. We don't need it at home. We don't need it at home. I would rather well, that's see... that's why I don't go to games. I would rather see a highlight reel of my team or of the potential draft picks or whatever than these idiots. Well, Ooh, foam finger number one. Well, they had... Uh... When the Vikings picked, and I know you were asleep, and this is how I know this yeah, I was should totally be, gone by that should be one hundred percent my team. I'm a Star Wars fan, <laughs> and so of course the person they cut to, yeah, are the like the four or five Viking fans that are there in the sea of madness, right? Um, he's dressed up in and basically the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He has a purple helmet on. You know, he's got Baby Yoda on his shoulder, and they're making and God bless Rich Eisen. Because he starts making Star Wars references left and right. <laughs> I love Rich Eisen. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. And I went, okay. I was like, there's no <laughs> way was, I could... Was it worth the wait? Yeah. <laughs> sort of. I was going to be up anyway. But, <laughs> you know, what can you do? Yeah, I was long gone by that point in time. I was half of there. I got one more thing. I got one more thing to say about the draft, and then we'll move on to the second part of the podcast, is that uh, as they're expecting a certain draft pick to be chosen. Okay, the Seattle Seahawks have their pick is in. Then your cameras go to the backstage area where the various picks that are likely to be chosen mm-hmm. are sitting with their families. And then, of course, one of them gets zoomed in on, it's so-and-so, and then you see the hugs and whatever. Sure. But you have to laugh because I guarantee every single player Who's back there at the draft waiting for their name to be called? They got family there. Sure, moms is there. That's fine. Dad's there. But you got relatives that haven't seen them since they were 12. Yeah. Okay. And they're there like, ooh, it's payday, baby. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, you're talking about a house that has four people in it, but they got 30 people backstage. That's my favorite nephew. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I called this from when he was in Pee Wee League. I always knew. <laughs> 
guys threw a football back when he was I wonder, seven. I really wonder how much of that that they have to deal with with family members. Don't is, you think that would be annoying for you as the player, as the person? Oh, it's terrible because, I mean, it's your moment. You finally it's made like it. It's like winning a lottery. Oh, it's it's absolutely. If you go in the first round, you won the lottery. Exactly. You know, they were talking about like, you, you know. You get paid. Picks 1920, which is worth $3 million. Right. You know, and plus you get, you know, guarantees and, and sponsorships and everything else. Which is more money than else. any of these people or their families have ever seen. Ever seen. In their entire lifetimes. And the players are so deserving of it. It's the the outlying fa- family yes, members and family. friends oh. who come with hands wide open. You have to wonder how much of that they have to deal with. I, I'm betting a lot. I am betting a lot. I'm betting as, and I could see this in my head, as the kid is 11, 12, and he's the best kid on his peewee team. And then he's into high school, and all of a sudden he's getting a couple of headlines in junior varsity football. And then he's starring on the varsity team that some of these people are going, I'm going to start gravitating towards this kid because he might be something. Right. Yeah. And then by the time college happens, and then they start showing up at the games, and then by the time the draft happens, and they are right there in their best suit, and giving he, that, and you know giving in that high school. hug, that chest yeah. bump to the player, and you're going, how much of a family member are you really? How much, how much of this is you being opportunistic, and how much of you... How much of this is actually? I'm so happy for my for, for I would my love nephew to sit down whatever. with a player who got drafted in the first round and just ask these questions, um, because I one I don't think they'd be honest about it, right? But if they were, I think it would be phenomenal. It pains me, and, and I, I feel weird saying this because they just got the payday of a lifetime that I would dream of. But Anybody it pains me of. for them, the player, to now at the age of 21 or 22 have to deal with this familial pressure that you know nobody can pressure you like family can pressure you. Right. And it would always be this kind of weird thing, whereas, you know, oh, we're all having dinner at so-and-so's. We got the backyard barbecue, whatever. Yeah, my car is in the shop, man. I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do. Side eye. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't, I, I feel... I feel bad for them. They're millionaires now, and I feel bad for them anyway because I know it's just beginning. Oh, 100%. I know it's just beginning. So, so, and their life in the NFL is in the sure. NFL is called not for long. Right. You know, and, and you all the players say that. So, I mean, depending on what position you play, you can either be there for a very long time or if you're like a running back or a quarterback, I mean, you're not there for a minute. Yeah, not everybody's Tom Brady playing for 20 years. Right. You have a lot of players that are three years and out or – they're drafted and they just don't pan out the way that everybody thought they would for whatever reason. Agreed. And their career is... They call you a bust and then you're you gone. Know, Connor Shaw, for example, who I was a big fan of at South Carolina. I don't know. I, he was great in college, but right. I never got the whole... Right. Well, he was somebody who in college was top shelf. He won every game. He, you know, he had amazing stats, whatever, but he never translated to the NFL. No, no. He got like any one level. start and then he was done. Yeah. Um, and, and there's those stories, too, where these people that put these great careers together in college don't necessarily pan out, of peaked out when the paycheck comes. Right. So there's that. They're but still anyway, getting paid. Draft, uh, the draft is uh, rounds two and three tonight. How you feel? We'll see. You going to stay up? Uh, the Vikings are supposed to take the cornerback from Clemson. So, so you, actually, you got a Viking draft pick coming up like real soon in it's the second the, round, right? It's the second pick of the second round. Can you make it? Are you taking an afternoon nap today? Oh, we probably. <laughs>
I'm struggling now. So yeah, okay. I'm right. definitely going to take a car line nap. Well, let's uh, go to the second part of our uh, podcast where yesterday was April 28th and I had forgotten and you reminded me because it popped up on your Facebook timeline. I had forgotten that that was the day. So this is uh, April 28th. Yesterday was April 28th, 2022. Mm-hmm. April 28th of 2017, exactly five years ago, was the day that you and I got let go from our previous employer. So let's lay some groundwork. And then what we want to do is kind of pull back the curtain and say, this is really what happened. Because we've told bits and pieces of this story over time. Yeah. And I know that we've talked about it with people that we work with. Yeah. And, and you know, our family. They're very thing. familiar. But as far as the listeners go. They don't really know. And we will try to keep any bitterness out of it. Well, I don't have any bitterness anymore because I, the way it's I look years. at it. Well, it's five years and things have worked out so much better. They, they really have. It, uh, they really it have. Was a better, it's a better situation here than we ever had over there. Exactly. So to revisit this whole thing, let's set the stage. We're over at Eagle 92.9, the, the big station across town. And to be perfectly honest with you, we're cruising. We are number one in the ratings or close to it every single time. Yeah. We are the money-making cash cow over there. We're, we're just bringing in the money. Uh, everybody knows who we are. Uh, and, again, ratings book after ratings book comes out. And, oh, look, it's, you know, Eagle 92.9 uh, near the top. And Mudflat and Palmer, number one morning show, whatever. So there's that. And that gives you a level of comfort. And security. And security. You're thinking, well, we're providing what they want. We're giving them money. We're giving them ratings. We're doing everything that is within our power to do. Yeah, we're out of things to do. And we are excelling at that. So I've been there since 2003. You were there a couple years prior to me. 98. And then together in, what, 2013, I think it was. Yes. We joined forces and started doing the morning show. Mm -hmm. We worked for a company called Quantum Communications. Well, Quantum, uh, in 2014, I think it was, got bought by iHeart. Right. Which was buying stations left and right across the country. They were just, they were the Borg. We were actually the player to be named later. They wanted wanted specific stations in our company, and they sold us as a company, but... mm -hmm. We were kind of like the redheaded stepchild. Yeah, they didn't. Want they didn't really want Florence, Florence South Carolina. That at was all. a small market, and they and made it well yeah. known. But within that construct, we were very productive employees. So they buy us in 2014, and at that point, you're going okay. In the back of your mind, you're thinking the clock is ticking, mm-hmm. but you don't really think that because in this scenario, we are highly successful for them, and honestly treated us well and they did so 2014 passes i think it was september of 2014 15 16 were there two three years they're sending us the little morning show camps and stuff like that now what we're also seeing is that their uh star player if you will bobby bones is being added to more and more local stations and we're going okay all right we're still here Still going, still winning, still making money. Always looking over our shoulder, though. But yeah, a little bit. Not too much, because you don't want to, like, dwell on it. No. So 2017 rolls around, and this is how it went down. We're doing the morning show. You're the program director at the time. And April 28th shows up. Now, earlier in that week, we had, or at least I had, uh, a live broadcast. We both did. 
Did we, did we both? It was separate. Yeah, but we did. We had two different ones? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we had two different. I don't know if, if it happened to you. Maybe you can tell me. But I noticed on the calendar that I was taken off the live broadcast and uh, somebody else was added as the talent. Yeah, the same thing happened to me. Oh, was it? Yes. Okay. So I went back to our new sales manager at the time. And I said, hey, I'm not sure why this changed. And she said, and she didn't know me from Adam. She was there a couple weeks. She said, oh, well, the client wanted that. Well, I knew that was a lie because I got along very well with the client. Yeah. And had done numerous broadcasts for them. So I knew that was a lie. I said, okay. And I just said, okay, I don't know what this is, but I walked away. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what your experience was. It was the exact same. Was it? Yeah, verbatim. Okay. So then we do our show, and it's Friday, April 28th. And then our immediate supervisor comes back and says to me, hey, come on down the hallway. Now, keep in mind, we're doing the show, and we're starting to see people wandering the hallways that aren't ordinarily there. And especially on a Friday. Yeah, but I'm talking about... Like higher, way like higher way ups. people from outside the market. Yes. So we're starting to see some faces that we don't ordinarily see on a regular work day. Usually it's a visit every several months. You made the comment, and it was during, and I remember it like it was yesterday. It was during, right after we did the 850 break. Mm-hmm. And you said, enjoy the last hour because this is it. <laughs> and I went, I don't what? remember saying that, but that sounds like. You that. 100% said that. You said, this is our last show. <laughs> and I, I just looked at him and was like, oh, mud flaps being mud flap. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the my immediate supervisor can, hey, come down to the conference room for a second. And I went, oh, are you kidding me? I turned out, are you kidding? And he's just like, just come on. I'm like, okay, well, it's going down. Yeah. So walk down to the conference room. There are three people in there, including the immediate supervisor uh, and our market manager who came in from Myrtle Beach. And then the other guy who was the regional manager. He came in from Columbia. He came in from Columbia. And they're there and they're like, hey, we're letting you go. I'm like, all right. And they're trying to explain the legalese of they it real quick. Yeah, They had a script. Yeah, they had a script. and went, uh, Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I said, all right, fine. And I went back. And I don't know where you were at the time. I was in the studio still. But I went into, oh, I, I, I guess I must have said something to you. You did. I did. And then I And it went, was brief. You said, I just got fired. Yep. And then uh, you and I both walked down to the parking lot. Yep. Hugged it out and said, good luck, man. I said, they let me go. And what did I tell you? And I uh, said, I'm next. Uh, and I didn't believe it for a second. Yep. I didn't believe it for a second. But I leave in my truck. Yeah. You go back upstairs. I go back upstairs. Now, this with, is your story. With our immediate supervisor. Mm-hmm. And they go, oh, well, they want to you know, talk to you. And at this point, there's part of me that thinks, okay, they want to talk to me about what's going forward. Right. And then the other part of me thinks, you're next. Mm-hmm. And it's a 50-50 split. So I sit down and I read the room within three seconds. Mm-hmm. And I can see the looks on their faces. And I said, well, that sucked. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they looked at me and they went, well, it's about to get worse. And I went, I said, and, and literally I looked at them and I said, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> and they all just looked at me and not really expecting what was going to come out of my mouth. And right. at that point I just shut down. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, what can you do? I was like, okay, I'm not talking my way out of this. Nope. Um, it is what it is. And so they went through and, you know, Hey, it's not, you know, it's not personal. It's a it's business, financial. It's financial and blah, 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 blah. You know, we really want to bring you back. And I was like, at what point do you think that if you call me in three weeks for me to come back, which they did, 
multiple times mm-hmm. to come back as a salesperson to work in Myrtle Beach with another morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, they had other people doing the same thing, and which I turned them down every single time. Um, but what rational person thinks, man, I can't wait to go back to the people who just literally fired me for no reason. And uh, the funny thing is, as this timeline is progressing now, it's split screen. He's in there getting fired. I'm in my truck, and I'm upset. I'm upset. I've had this job for 15 years. Uh, and so I'm driving around, and I call the house, and I say, look, this is what happened. But I, I wasn't ready to go home. Yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm just driving around. And I'm still in the truck. You're and I, I was in Darlington at this time. I'd already made my way to Darlington, just driving random roads. Yeah. Trying to get my head straight. And the phone rings, and it's you. <laughs> I said, hey, guess what? <laughs> I said, I, too, am fired. <laughs> Which I honestly did not see. He thought I was messing with him. I, I honestly did not see that coming. I, th- I said, okay, they got rid of me. Uh, he's in a little more of a, an authority role, and they're going to give him this, this, or this. And that's not what happened. They dumped us both. Yeah. Which is so interesting to me because... Again, and then there's a sidebar to this that I'm going to bring up. Okay. We did not know. Other people knew. Advertisers knew. People, they, they were doing the damage. day or two before. Yeah, they were doing damage control before it actually even happened. So they were calling people that were advertising on our radio station, people that we had relationships with. And they were calling and said, hey, just to let you know. This is what's happening. Friday is going to be Mudflat and Palmer's last day. Did we know? No. We didn't know. We were literally the last ones to know. But people outside of the company knew because they knew this would be damaging to them. Yeah, big time. And it was. So now we have the phone call and I say, look, let's get together. Let's go get a drink. Yeah. Let's go get something. So we went over to uh, Buffalo Buffalo Wild Wild Wings uh, and uh, we met there. And grabbed ourselves uh, a couple of those, this isn't your dad's root beers, and commiserated. And I had my laptop there, and you had your phone, and we started seeing some things on Facebook, which was really interesting because we didn't say anything. We didn't say a word. Didn't say a word to anybody. All of a sudden, sudden, things started leaking. Yeah, it was weird because all of a sudden people, listeners, were going, if what I just heard is true, blah, 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 blah. Word spread like wildfire, so we had to address it. And there were a couple of posts. There was one post where I said, look, apparently something's gotten out. I said, we'll make a statement here in a while. Right. We'll, we'll because say- at this point, I mean, we were literally threatened anytime we went on Facebook. Yes. We made any kind of a public appearance um, for six months. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that, yeah. too. Our, our Moe's uh, visit. For six months, we were threatened by this company. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, and they had it over our heads, too, because they gave us three-month severance. Yeah. So they basically said, you get that if you just stay quiet. Yeah, shut your mouth. And then in six months, you can do whatever you want to do. So we meet up at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and we have a drink. And that that was pretty much it. And we said to people that we worked with, hey, look, if you want to come by, understand if you can't. But we're over here. Come on by. Dude, we got blacklisted so fast. Yeah, we did. I mean, yeah, we did. No nobody, one, no one we work with. When we were talking about relationships that were 15, oh, 20 yeah. years long. Oh, yeah. Nobody. It, I mean, we got like, hey, sorry to hear that. Yeah. You know, and sorry, oh, I wish bro. I could have made it over there. Yeah, my B. Um, However, one person, one did, person, one person did make it over. Did make it over. And this is where things got funny because, and I'll call him by name, Kirby Anderson. We actually needed this laugh when you look back. We at really it. did. So he comes over to. 
commiserate slash have a drink with us. Yeah. And he sits down. He's there for maybe a half an hour. And we decide to go our separate ways. But he goes a little first, right? So we're thinking, Herbie knows we got fired. Yeah. Knows everything financially that happens when you get fired. <laughs> like things take on a whole new turn. Oh, so he yeah. sits there. And we have, he has the same drink that we have. And he finishes it off. And he puts $2 down on the tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for his drink, which by the way was four seventy five. Yeah, it was close. So not only did he not buy our drinks, <laughs> he didn't even buy his own. We we talk about this on the air all the all time, all the time, all the time, and we love Kirby. Yeah, He's we a longtime friend. Yeah, forever. still is, still is. But man, and he we, laughs about that every time we bring it Cause, up because we do. We laugh. Yeah. He literally came to commit. Oh, that sucks. What happened to you guys? Oh, yeah. Got to run. Gotta Here's run. two bucks. Here's two bucks. Didn't even cover the tip. Yeah, right? <laughs> and you just, and he left and, and we're looking at each other like, what just happened? We st- well, it took us a minute because we we're all, we're still shell shocked. Yes. And then so we, we start, slow. then we start doing the math. Right. We're like, wait a minute. Cause we were leaving. So we got the bill. Did Kirby get a special rate on his drink? <laughs> <laughs> he left before the bill came and then he put down two bucks so there was that it's awesome also in that lunch uh slash drinking there was no lunch um no we uh it was straight drinking made the statement that we did on facebook saying look we uh, want to let y'all know we're out of there uh we don't know what's going to happen but we know that this is not the end of the road yeah and as i was looking at that particular post yesterday when it showed up on my timeline just to this day Impressed with so many people showing support. There were 600, almost 700 comments on the thread. Yeah. There were hundreds of shares. And people we didn't know. Yeah. People we, I mean, we if, didn't know, people we didn't know. Yeah. If you walked up to us, on, we wouldn't know. And, and, and they were like, I, I'm removing them from the presets. I hope you guys end up you know, some, somewhere. We say you know, all the time when we got the job that we're at now here at Cat Country. Well, we wouldn't have gotten that job if it wasn't for the people who kept us alive because we were literally had to be radio silent. Yeah, 100% uh, grateful to the people that kept us alive. Now, we did keep Facebook presences. We did. Uh, as as much, you know, saying as, as much as we possibly could without crossing well, that line. Getting another phone call. Exactly. Then there was one day where we decided, and I can't remember why we decided this. Maybe it was just to do it. I can't remember if there was a reason. Was it that? That's all it was. And we went over to Moe's over at the Florence Mall to do a Facebook Live. Yep. It was just, hey, we're having lunch, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you may remember I put a baseball cap on that had a a sign on it that said uh, for hire or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking for work, whatever. We'll work for food. But we just decided to touch base with the people that had supported us and who we were so grateful for. Yep. And man, if we didn't hear about that, and we didn't say anything, we were very careful. Yeah, we were very diplomatic. We didn't really reference anything no, or anybody didn't. that we had worked with. We we're just pretty much while talking about what we were doing. And they were like, "Oh, they don't like it that you're on Facebook," and blah 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 blah. No, that what that what happened was, iHeart had no idea. It was the people who right who were working here and in Myrtle Beach and in Columbia didn't like the fact that we still had a presence. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, if you got fired in the 80s, you you were definitely radio silent. Oh, you are dead because there's no medium for it. Right, but we had social media, so we could stay in touch and, and hopefully entertain and be friendly with the people that supported us, which was our aim. Yeah. And by this time, we kind of knew that we were going to be picked up over here at Cat Country. Yeah, we already knew. April, the end of April is when we, uh, we we had actually had feelers from them the day of. 
Yeah, Dave Baker was the very first person, and he's our boss here. Right. Um, we weren't out the building good, and it's all thanks to Craig, um, who works over at iHeart in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he put in a good word for us. Mm-hmm. And so Dave Baker actually called me on the way when I was going to Buffalo Wild Wings right. and said, you know, hey, sorry that happened. Um, things may be happening. Right. And I said, okay. And that's kind of how that started. And then about a month, well, maybe six weeks later, because, again, we had plenty of time to just sit on the sidelines. Oh, I did nothing. We had uh, people, you know, the bigwigs from here at Community Broadcasters yeah. meet with us not once but twice uh, about, hey, you know, kind of a getting to know you thing. Is this a good idea? Is this the right fit? Right. Um, you know, how do you fit in with, you know, exactly. our, our vision, things like that. Exactly. So we had a couple of those meetings in July, but still we had to wait out the non-compete period, which took us to uh, the end of October. Sure. Halloween, as a matter of fact. It was Halloween when we made our debut. Exactly. So it was an interesting six months. But yeah, yesterday was the five-year anniversary. It doesn't all seem like going. it's been five years. It doesn't. And, But I'm thankful when I look back at it, and a lot of people get short-sighted when bad things happen to you, and mm-hmm. then you know, six months down the road, Literally, things change for us. Sure, absolutely. And sometimes in life, it's just kind of the way it goes. And at the time, if you would have told me when I got fired, it, the world was crumbling. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was freaking out at the time. I was separated from my wife. You and I actually looked you know, at I was, jobs in other places. I was in an apartment mm-hmm. by myself trying to raise uh, a 14-year-old. I had a girl in college. Yeah, and I, I was going, how am I going to do this? Yeah, it was tough. And it, it, was, it was not a good thing. It was bad timing. And so, but you look back six months later and you go, wow, if, if that I would, really worked out, I would still be there in this, and and this is so much better of a scenario for me. Oh, and me. P.S. and something we didn't really know because we'd both had been in our jobs so long across the street is that when we came and signed our contracts here, we had gotten raises. Yeah. We got more money here than we did over there. And we were super successful over there. That's true. So That's they very were true. kind of ripping us off. Yeah, they ripped us off. and <laughs> Made these... a lot of money on our backs and didn't pay us what we were worth. And these guys took care of us. They really did. So, uh, yeah, five years ago was the beginning of the end over at uh, at iHeart at Eagle 92.9. And uh, this is a good time for us to certainly say, if you're listening to this, obviously you're a fan if, if or a friend or whatever, and you've supported us. Uh, so uh, thank you. We cannot thank the people that have no, I mean, supported you us literally enough. kept our careers alive. Absolutely. That six months is an eternity yeah, and when you're out of the public eye like that. And there's no other way to say it. Um, I mean, if it wasn't for you, we would probably be bagging groceries or doing another job. And as a matter of fact, we were just the first ones to go Yeah, over there. Everybody that people knew and loved from the With various Fisher radio stations, and, sure, you know. they all got canned too. It just happened later. It happened in phases. Sure. And uh, one of the great things about community broadcasters is that they picked us up. They continue. I mean, when we look at the other radio groups in town, there are two or three people in their in, buildings. In each building. In their buildings running multiple radio stations, two or three. Yeah. We've got, I can see four people from where I'm sitting right now. In this studio, I can see four people. And every morning, this place is filled. It's filled with people. You, you have know, Live 95 where there's three people in there. You got ESPN. There's two people over there. Josilia comes in for Almighty uh, towards the end of our show, and she's over there. Yep. And that's not count- that's just the people on the air. Right. Not counting the salespeople, not counting management. So this It's is really a- unheard of at this point in time in radio. It's a bustling place with a lot of personalities and a lot of people, which is what radio was always about. And, and it's it- about local. And-, and yes, and that's the other thing is, is that as best that we can, now there are financial constraints that affect all of us, 
So yeah, there's you know obviously like Tony Lynn's not from here. He's our midday guy. Sure, but he is uh, in our company. But he does. We got uh, MJ on in the afternoon, and MJ's local, and he's here. Sure. Matter of fact, he just walked by the room a second ago and rolled his eyes at us. He, I think he did. Mm-hmm. So he'll be on this afternoon and every weekday afternoon uh, for us here at Cat Country. But uh, it's it's our opportunity to say, since it has been an anniversary of sorts, that we cannot thank the folks at Community Broadcasters enough. We cannot thank the folks that supported us enough and the people that listen to us uh, day in and day out, that interact with us on social media, and that listen to this podcast. So from us to you, thank you so very much. Any closing words, sir? We've been talking a long time. Um, Yeah, I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I need to get prepared for the draft again tonight. That's right. Very important. Minnesota's going to pick some very worthless players tonight, and you need to be there for that. Look, we're getting the Clemson quarter, quarterback at, at the second pick in the um, second round. Maybe. Well, who knows with them? <laughs> they may trade down again. Swear to God, I don't know. <laughs> Hope everybody has a wonderful weekend and a great week. We'll be back with episode number nine next Friday. Apologize for the lateness of the arrival of this one, uh, but it could not be uh, helped. So anyway, thanks again for listening. Contact us on social media. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at mudflatandpalmer at gmail.com. And again, episode nine coming exactly a week from today. Have a great week. And that's a wrap. Thanks for checking out the Mud Flap and Palmer. We're forced to do a podcast podcast. A new episode goes live every Friday. So check back then. If you need more of the guys, you can hear Mud Flap and Palmer in the PD on 99.3 The Cat weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. and around the world via the Cat Country app. Have a great week.